So what you should know before you invest. First, what is commercial real estate? We'll talk about what it is and what it is not. Uh, the commercial lease structures, there are several different lease structures that all have different implications in your investment. And so it's important that you know that before you get started. It's not just like a, you know, an apartment lease where you, you just kind of have one thing and you go with it. Uh, your A team is also very important that you have a team surrounding you when you are doing these investments to make sure that you have looked at every possible nook and cranny uh, where a, a uh, or something could go wrong. Uh, how to raise capital for investments. That is one of the biggest things before you get started that you really need to know. You, you kind of need to be raising capital now well before you ever find a deal because raising capital is all about the relationship and the trust factor, especially if you don't have a track record. And then, you know, how much can you actually make? I mean, that's why we're all here, right? You, you like the lifestyle, you want to make some money. Um, so we'll cover a little bit about that too. So what is commercial real estate? Well, commercial real estate is anything that is not residential. I like to say it's anything that you wouldn't personally lay your head to rest on at night. Um, now you say, well, multifamily, technically you could, you could live in a multifamily apartment complex and own it. And that's true, but it is, you know, more than five units is technically commercial real estate. And it is for investment purposes. You're not going to buy an apartment complex and turn the whole thing into your, well, well, you might, you might buy an apartment complex and turn the whole thing into your home. Hopefully uh, you're, 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 you're pretty successful and you can do that if you want to. It'd be pretty nice to have a giant pool. Um, but it's office, retail, and industrial. It, it, you know, commercial is, it's, comes from commerce. So anywhere that business is going to be done, that is what commercial real estate is. Now the commercial lease structures. So these are the three main ones. You will find some variations of these out there, but these are the three that I mainly use in my day-to-day -day investing. Uh, the triple net or net net net, that's what NNN stands for. If you've ever seen that, that is pretty much a favorite among investors. And it's, it's most commonly used on single tenant deals and retail, but it is starting to be used more in the office and industrial sectors on just about everything. The nets are common area maintenance, property taxes, and building insurance. And essentially what that means is that the, the tenant is going to be responsible for paying their pro rata share of all of those expenses. So the landlord basically collects a base rent and then all of the expenses of the property are passed on to the tenants that occupy and utilize that property. So landlords like this because if property taxes go up, then those expenses get passed directly on to the businesses and the tenants that occupy that space instead of them. Full service gross is, a, is another very common lease. This is more commonly found with typically less sophisticated um, tenants and landlords or in office buildings uh, or other locations where it's difficult to just break out your common area maintenance taxes and insurance. Sometimes it's easier uh, to just kind of throw everything in, into one. And so you'll typically see these in office buildings, although, like I said, they're starting to, to become triple net leases, which is really interesting to see. Uh, and then there's modified gross, which is basically a, a hybrid of the two. So full service gross covers all of your expenses. Triple net covers, uh, the tenant covers all the expenses. But in a modified gross, it's kind of a marrying of the two. So, you know, the, the landlord may collect all uh, of the money except for the tenants responsible for utilities. Um, so, you know, it's kind of that uh, a hybrid of the two. So here's who you need on your team. Uh, 
first and foremost, commercial real estate broker. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I started off as a commercial real estate broker. But honestly, with the way that commercial real estate is set up, there's not a whole lot of ways for beginners to find good commercial deals. Uh, there's not, you know, kind of a one-stop shop where you can just go and, you know, shop for deals. I mean, there's not really an MLS like there is in residential real estate. So commercial brokers are, are typically a very good person to have on your team because they know the market, they're working on it day in and day out, and they can really help you, um, you know, go through the entire process. They've done this many times before. It's literally their day job. Next up is a commercial real estate attorney. There are a lot of documents that you will be going through. You need somebody on your side that can help you with a purchase and sale agreement because there are no templates for that. You need somebody that can help you review leases and management agreements and anything else that you may have, as well as loan docs. Um, you know, commercial real estate attorneys are very intimately involved in very in most of the aspects of the deals that I'm that I'm doing. A commercial contractor or architect. You know, if you're planning on doing any sort of build out or you need any floor plans or anything like that, it's, it's very important to have a good commercial contractor that knows how commercial real estate should be done. Because, you know, one of the big things is, and commercial real estate's gonna have way more traffic than a residential home will, right? So you've got the, a different set of materials that are typically used in commercial buildings. So I've seen before where a residential contractor came in on a commercial real estate investment and they installed residential grade carpet. Now, residential grade carpet's nice, and it doesn't look any different than commercial, but after a couple years of people coming and going out of that space, it will wear through and look terrible. So you gotta be very careful about that. Obviously, a commercial lender, they're gonna be one of your biggest partners in this deal because they're gonna be writing the biggest check. And a lot of people don't look at commercial lenders as the partner that they should, but I mean, that's a, that's a business partner. They are going to believe in you, uh, hope that you may, you succeed, uh, and they're not going to be writing a check unless they think that the deal can be successful. So you can also lean on them as a second set of eyes to make sure that you're not making some sort of mistake uh, when you're buying when you're buying a property. Of course, I always recommend an accountant or a CPA. I have a CFO. It's it, that helps you run through the numbers so much, and especially when you're talking about all the tax liabilities and write-offs that you can get. Uh, for all of these deals, it's it's important that you have a professional that is working on that stuff. So my CFO, she specifically works on commercial real estate. She comes from that background. That to me is very important. Now, you're probably starting to notice a pattern with these types of businesses. They are all commercial specific. That's right. So a commercial broker, not a residential agent, a commercial real estate attorney, not just a general attorney. Everything involved in these commercial real estate deals is very specific to commercial real estate. And so you don't want to hire somebody that, you know, I mean, yeah, of course, you've got a real estate license and you've got a law license, but environmental law is very different from commercial real estate law. So you want to have somebody on your side that is doing it the right way. Now, raising capital. You know, one of the questions that you should ask yourself when you're first getting started in these deals is, do you need capital for your deals? Uh, I'm, you know, I've got a couple of videos on how to buy commercial real estate with no money down. There are several strategies of getting by without having to go through the process of bringing on investors. If you can do that, I mean, it, they can be tough to pull off. I'm not going to lie. But if you can do that, it's sometimes better than having investors in your deal. 
because you know investors are putting their hard-earned money into your projects and they're going to want to make sure that you are doing everything that you can to return their capital plus you know plus you know their their investment returns right so you're you're basically going to have kind of another boss if you're bringing on investors so there are certainly pros and cons um, you know one con you're gonna have people to report to but also that's kind of a pro right i mean you've got hopefully some experienced people who are investing in your deals and there'll be another set of eyes to help review the process so you don't just go out and make some big mistakes where to get started raising capital you know like i said this is one of those relationship-based aspects of commercial real estate that you've got to get started on way before you need money now i joined the real estate investors of nashville i'm actually a board member over there i've had several members uh, from that group involved in my deals i've also had other commercial real estate professionals in the market um, i've got you know my contractors have invested in my deals my architects have invested in my deals you know just think about your immediate circle and how you can kind of you know start pitching deals to them because they know you better than anyone else does, right? And they, they already have that know, like, and trust factor with you. And that is the best thing possible. Now, one thing I do is I, I have not pitched my family on any real estate investments. I will probably never bring them in to anything because to me, it's not worth having an awkward Thanksgiving dinner over. Um, but, you know, other professionals, friends, stuff like that, we've, we've always had a great, a great run. So how much can you make in commercial real estate? Well, uh, you know, it's, it, that's up to you. I mean, that's what, one of my favorite phrases in commercial real estate is, well, it depends. You know, it, it always depends. Um, you know, what do you, what kind of projects do you want to do? Do you want to do, you know, smaller single tenant, uh, you know, retail leased buildings? Well, the returns there are going to be very different than if you do a value add deal where you actually go out and you create the value uh, and capitalize on that project. So one of the questions I get asked all the time is like, what are the typical returns of commercial real estate? Again, it completely depends. Um, you know, you can buy a single tenant net building at a five cap. And that means if you pay all cash, you'll get a 5% return a year. And that can be great for somebody that just needs to 1031 some money into a project and keep it growing. Uh, or someone that just wants the stability of the cash flow. You know, that's, certainly not the the point of life where i am right now i'm more aggressively on the value add side so i'm willing to actively work for it you know i typically don't look at anything unless it's it, you know eight to twelve percent cash on cash returns and sometimes i'll look at an 18 to 22 percent irr uh, it just depends now we've had some deals that are over 30 percent and i've had some that ended up being eight uh, percent but as long as you're kind of making money on your money that's what matters to me now, there are different streams of income on every deal. If you're going to be leading the investor group, the, the cash on cash returns from the cash flow, that's not your only return. You will also have the ability to structure in fees as the, as the lead of that project. So you could collect a development fee. Um, you know, if you're, if you're doing something from the ground up and you're the one managing the day-to-day -day and actually developing the project, you can collect a development fee. Uh, we have asset management fees. If you know, we're managing the, the day, not the day to day, but the overall asset, uh, you know, so we would hire the property manager, oversee the cash flows, make sure that we're sticking to the budgets, all that kind of stuff, you can collect an asset management fee. 
There are also acquisition fees. You get paid for buying the site. There are disposition fees. You get paid for selling it. So there are any number of ways that you can actually uh, make money on the deal other than just the cash flow. So before you start your search, it's crucial that you prepare yourself. It's it can be very intense, and you know when I say that you've got to look at a hundred sites to find one, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, I can't tell you how many hundreds of deals that I've looked at only to buy five or six. I mean, it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of work, but it's obviously going to be worth it. I mean, you're buying these buildings that are that you know they're going to change your life. So I, I highly recommend that you kind of prep yourself mentally for for how strenuous this uh, this search will be. Um, you should also explore financing options. I would go ahead and open up the conversation with lenders. Very similar to raising capital, you want to have that relationship ahead of time. Uh, it just helps, um, especially when you're getting started. You know, what? one trick that I like to do, every bank loves to have deposits because for every dollar that you lend them, they can lend, you know, they can loan out X amount more. So it actually brings them money for you to just place deposits with them. So I'll go and open up accounts with any banks that I want to do, do business with. Uh, because one, it builds that relationship, but two, I can show that I'm helping them make money. And so, uh, of course, it makes them want to lend to you that much more. The next thing is obviously get educated, learn everything you can. I've got a couple of resources here. Uh, I'll leave a uh, link, uh, below, links in the description below um, after we're done here. But you know, ten books to buy in commercial real estate investing. That is a that's a blog that I put together that has my ten favorite books on investing in commercial real estate. Highly recommend checking those out if you enjoy reading. Um, some of them may be on Audible as well. Uh, here on the YouTube channel, I'm releasing videos every week on different investment strategies and how to go about the, that process. So uh, definitely check out the the library that we've got going here. I'm a big podcast guy. I love going on walks in the mornings and you know in the evenings and just throwing on a podcast and and seeing what's going on. It's great to learn from people that are not in your market or that are in different sectors of commercial real estate just to kind of see what they're doing. I think that it's it's pretty interesting. And, and podcasts are super easy to listen to. You just throw on your headphones and you let them go. Uh, but like I said, I'll leave those links in the description below after the video.